0: Hello and welcome to After the Sermon, a Bethany podcast where we have the privilege of digging deeper into our Sunday messages. I am Tammy DeLau, and today I'm joined with Pastor Steve Musto. Hi. Hi, this is the last time, just this the two of us.
1: The, the last podcast of 2023.
0: Yeah, which is crazy. This
1: is like when we were in grade school, we used to say, see you next year, yep. right before exactly. Christmas yes. break. Yeah, yep.
0: exactly like that. Yeah. So we are in a series right now entitled Hark. Yeah. And you have been taking us through God's word specifically around the story of Jesus because yep. it's Christmas time, looking at those supernatural things that happen. So yep. we started the series, you knocked us out of the ballpark with Zachariah, mm-hmm. John the Baptist, Daddy, yeah. the forerunner of Jesus, yeah. and Gabriel appeared to him, and then we spent some time with Mary, and right. again we have Gabriel appearing to her. and yeah. So um, we have looked at we looked at Joseph last week. Right. He had a dream.
1: So three angelic dreams, and this is what makes mm-hmm. it would be easy if we could just say Hark is about angelic visitors, right? But today's story or today's narrative and this little chunk of mm-hmm. scripture that we're going to look at is what enable doesn't enable us to say it. We yeah. can't just say it's all about the right. angels in the Christmas story because right. they're not specifically told angels are involved right. in every aspect of the Christmas story right. uh, of the supernatural visits.
0: Okay. So we're, we're going to talk dreams. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about today. So right. I'm just going to go ahead and read that for us. Um, you will be in Matthew 2, um, verses 11 through 23. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, And falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, take the child and mother, and flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death, so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men, flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, in keeping with the time. He had learned from the wise men. Then what was spoken through Jeremiah, the prophet, was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be consoled because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared, to, appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, "'Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, because those who intended to kill the child are dead.'" So he got up, took the child and his mother, and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that, how do I pronounce that Uh, name, Archelaus. Archelaus was ruling over Judea in the place of his father Herod. He was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. So we actually see three dreams there, correct? Because we've got a dream, the wise men.
1: Well, I think we might we might have four. So we have the wise. uh, Yeah, so we have the Magi. Right. Then we have take the child and flee and go to Egypt. Okay. And then um, uh, after Egypt appears in a dream saying, get up and take the child and go back to the land of Israel. Okay. And then Joseph starts to make those preparations. And then there's another dream. Okay. That redirects him to, to Galilee. Mm -hmm. So there's four. Okay. Wow. And there's four, these are four dreams that we, and so there are six total dreams that we know of, um, in the new Testament. And Five of them okay. are in Matthew. Oh, wow. And there's another one that Peter has in Acts with the sheet. Sheet coming, coming down, down and yeah.
0: eat the food that he doesn't want to eat. Right. Okay, Yet, the Old Testament is filled with dreams.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more dreams in the Old Testament. Okay. Yeah.
0: So should we talk about a few of those dreams? Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. So generally speaking, and dreams are fascinating to people because it's one of the touch points that we all have. Mm-hmm. And we've all had dreams that are weird. Mm-hmm that we don't understand. And I think we have the shared experience of wanting dreams to mean something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have that experience. I think you have that right. experience. I mean,
0: we were talking about that today.
1: This morning. Yes, we were. yeah, mm-hmm. With one of the other staff. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's just, a, it's an odd thing to have this experience. I, I had one, I had a dream uh, probably a year ago mm-hmm. that so shook me up Uh, that I I, I still can feel, if I go back and put myself in the dream, I still feel the weight of that dream. Right. And the hard part is it didn't really mean anything. I mean, there's no hidden meaning, special meaning um, other than I think it helped make me a better husband in a way or made me more Um, thankful for my wife. That was was kind of the content of the dream. Uh, So was it from the Lord? Maybe. He certainly allowed it. He allows, uh, you know, uh, things that happen to us. But I I don't know that he caused it. I don't know that that he produced it. And that's really what the questions that we have to ask. When we have a dream, we don't understand. Hey, is this from the Lord or is this not? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the... That's the key, right, yeah,
0: so I know as as we are, you're going to be preparing or giving this sermon, I think there are going to be many of us sitting with bated breath, wanting you to tell us how to interpret dreams, so yeah. what do dreams mean? Um, is this a way we can listen to God right, and you're kind of going to disappoint us a little yeah. bit if that's what, if that's what, if <laughs> yeah. that's what well, we're waiting for yeah. so,
1: get used to disappointment yeah um, we we there's no. Uh, handbook for this. Mm-hmm. So what do we know about dreams? Let's go back to where we first begin to see them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, depending on kind of how you interpret different Hebrew meanings, there are, sometimes people have what we would call dreams. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are given a vision. For instance, Abraham, we don't know whether Abraham has a dream or a vision. Or a vision. He falls into a deep sleep, and a dreadful darkness comes over him mm-hmm. in Genesis. But then God uh, allows something to happen. Why? Why would he be really sleepy for that? Mm-hmm. Or why would he be into a, in a deep sleep for that? It's some sort of vision, but it happens while he's sleeping. Is it really a dream? Is, is it not?
0: Is that where the sacrifice is opened? And yes. The and fire a torch passes, passes between. through it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we don't know okay. if that's a dream or not. Okay. Jacob has a dream.
0: We know that's a dream. When Jacob's his ladder,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Around some of the patriarchs, actually other people interestingly have dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, there are uh, times when a couple different, I think both Jacob and uh, Abraham, mm-hmm. there are times when uh, others have dreams to not touch their wives. Yep. Remember, they both of these men mm-hmm. try to fool enemy kings right. into <laughs> believing that the, their wives are actually their sisters.
0: Well, and we've got Joseph um, in prison. Right. And the dreams that he's interpreting with the two men that are there yeah. and then the dreams that the Pharaoh has. So,
1: so in general, here are some principles okay. when it comes to our dreams. One is that God always reveals the meaning of the dream always to the people that are his. Okay. So, um, when we have, um, Jacob knows what the, what Jacob's ladder is what we call it. He knows what this is. The angels ascending and descending. He knows that this is a unique place, that this is a a place, uh, where he needs to build an altar. He knows that he is connected to God. He knows, you know, so he wakes up understanding, Hey, there's something about this place.
0: Not in confusion.
1: At all. Okay. Joseph has two dreams. Mm -hmm. The sun, moon and stars bowing down the sheaves of wheat, bowing down to his sheaves of wheat, to his, Mm uh, you know, uh, heavenly bodies. And so, he understands and his entire family understands.
0: They did not like it.
1: They don't like but it, they understood but they
0: get it. it. They did get it, yes. As soon
1: as he wakes up, he says, this is what I dreamed. They're like, oh, we all get it.
0: Yeah. And now that we don't like it. It's revealed. Mm-hmm.
1: Daniel has really weird dreams, mm-hmm. but upon awaking uh, an angel, each time, I think there are three different dreams, an angel appears mm-hmm. and says, here's what the dreams mean. So he gets the benefit of not only the dream and the vision, but then he gets an angelic visitor to interpret the dream. Here's exactly what it means. So who are the people who have weird dreams that, and nobody knows what they mean? Well, we've got Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel. Daniel has to come along and interpret those dreams. We have Pharaoh in Egypt and Joseph has to come along and interpret those dreams. Um, And trying to think who else Is there anybody else, Nebuchadnezzar, Yeah, Pharaoh, that might be it. Um, So each time God reveals the dream to one of his people Mm -hmm. and it's for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, if we have a dream, what we can take away from this is this, uh, you know, and Peter is another one, Mm -hmm. the sheet is lowered Peter knows exactly what this means. The sheet is, you know, get up, Peter, kill and eat. He says, no, Mm -hmm. I won't do that. I've never done that. I'm a good Jew. And the sheet is taken away. And God says to him, don't call unclean what what I have Mm -hmm. created. Mm -hmm. And so he gets the meaning, understands Mm -hmm. it. Right. All right. So if we have a dream and we don't understand it and we go about searching for some sort, is it really from the Lord? Mm, God's not a God of confusion, Okay. God's not a God who's trying to trick us. God's not a God who is, uh, you know, asking us to drive around in a van solving mysteries at abandoned amusement parks. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's asking us an old reference for those who are young. That's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um, what, he's asking, I got it. what he's asking us to do is uh, to to see something and experience something. And here's what it means. Mm-hmm. That's what he would do. Mm-hmm. If we don't have that, or if we're making up right. impressions, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that that is from the Lord.
0: Okay. Okay. So those those are the principles that you see when you're looking at dreams and scripture. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Generally speaking, we know exactly what they mean.
0: But we are not a church who says that the Lord can't Correct. have dreams. Correct. So I think this would be a great time because... The beauty of being uh, an e-free church is there's some freedom for us yeah. within within this congregation, and so because of that, and because we are not saying nope, dreams cannot happen, um, we have some that maybe would have a dream. Right. So, would you like to read the policy, or should I read the policy?
1: Um, I'd like to read it, but now I can't, can't find, find it, it in my. Oh, here it is. I okay. found it. Yep. Uh, When we gather as a church, so this is, this predates me uh, being on staff. I think it predates you being on staff.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Uh, When we gather as a church family, we ask that no one exercise their gift just as they desire to, but consider our diverse church family more important Mm -hmm. than any individual. Mm -hmm. One way we can do this is to follow the teaching of 1 Corinthians 14 and not use a gift of tongues as an example, out loud in a worship service or other large church gatherings, but instead pray silently between yourself and God, verse 28 of 1 Corinthians 14. Following Paul's example in 1 Corinthians fourteen nineteen, nevertheless in church I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Therefore, if you feel you have a tongue or a word to share that might be for Bethany Church in a large gathering, we ask that you find or contact a pastor or elder and allow them to hear your word and discern next steps for the best way to build up the body of believers. So this refers to uh, what some would call the sign gifts or signs and wonders. Mm -hmm. So in a dream falls under that category. It's a supernatural occurrence, a supernatural message from God. Mm -hmm. And what we'll talk about in the message is that God uh, communicates with us directly Mm -hmm. and indirectly. He has these ways that I think everybody who's a believer sort of agrees that God is communicating to us in these different ways. And then there's some ways that are outside of that, that would be supernatural and this is where people disagree. Some would say, no, God doesn't do that anymore. There are no prophets anymore. Mm-hmm. Others would say, no, there are. And God is uh, using his prophets to get mm-hmm. uh, a, a word across to us. Dreams would fall into that category. So we actually have a policy here at church. We say, if hey, you got something to share that is outside the, the norm, that is mm-hmm. part of those sign gifts, mm-hmm. what we're asking is for you to run it by uh, a church, uh, a pastor or an elder first before you would bring that, to the body at large. Um, to the body at large. Or say, I've had a dream. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that would be, uh, and and that is for, and this 1 Corinthians 14 is about orderly worship. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure that there's an, there's an order to things. And, well,
0: and, a, and a, about loving others more than ourselves sure. too. I definitely see that in there. Yeah. Um, all right. So this sermon really isn't about dreams or a tiny bit about dreams. It's about discerning when to stay and have the hard conversations, the fight, yeah. and about when to not, yeah. right? That's what that's so what the sermon's really about.
1: We got to deal with dreams because it's in here. Okay. But yeah, this is not, I don't, I think if Matthew were sitting here, mm-hmm. he would go, wait a second, guys, like the dreams are important mm-hmm. for saying who Jesus is because these kinds of things happen in the old Testament. I want you to see that God's involved, but the passage is not about the dreams, right? What the passage really is, is um, doing for Jewish people is it's, it's showing it's connecting the dots for Jesus is well, he's uh, Egypt, but he's also from Galilee. Mm -hmm. He's from Nazareth. He's, but he was born in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. It's connecting these dots for those who are looking for the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And, Part of what we get so out we're seeing of this, the prophecies fulfilled. Fulfilled okay. in each, in each okay. place, in each thing that he's saying.
0: It's like playing bingo and they have, okay, yeah, 4 And ironically,
1: <laughs> even the Magi appearing, that goes back to Daniel who we were talking about earlier. Mm, yeah. Daniel was one of the first Magi. It's probably, he was a wise man. Mm-hmm. It's probably through Daniel's writing and his school of thought that these men even knew that there would, the star would indicate something. Okay. So, um, yeah. So anyway, um, what we see in these passages is really interesting. We see the God of the universe putting on flesh, coming as a baby, Mm -hmm. and running for his life. Running. If you,
0: were doing a, if you were doing a Reader's Digest condensed version, that's mm-hmm. exactly what we see.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's being protected at every instance. Mm-hmm. So here's what's troubling about this. If I'm, if, if I'm being cynical, what I'm saying is, wait a second. So God doesn't even have the power enough to like protect his own son. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the baby is born, but then he has to run. He has to run to an enemy country. He has to run to Egypt of all places, like the worst place.
0: Because Egypt, for Jewish people, you don't go back to Egypt. You don't
1: that's, ever go back to yeah. Egypt. Mm-hmm. And here, that's exactly where they go. And uh, so all these pieces, you always say, like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And part of what we need to learn from this passage is, you know, I, I mean, we've been joking about Kenny Rogers all week, but yeah, we it's happen. true. Yep. You know, we got to know when to hold them, fold them, walk away and run. Mm-hmm. There are times when, uh, as believers, whatever it is we believe, mm-hmm. there are times when God asks us mm-hmm. to enter into the fray and be a part of the the argument, to come against something, to refute something, to rebuke something, to say, that's not true, I need to stand up for God's word. Mm-hmm. But not every time, not every time are we called to do that. There are actually times when we have to say, yeah, my dog ain't in that fight. Mm-hmm. I don't need to step up to that. We see this example numerous times in the Bible, including in the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. There are times when he does confront. And then there are times when he just lets certain things go. Mm-hmm. The apostles do this. Daniel does this his entire life. It's why he survives. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he compromises really well in a really godly way. Right. And so we need to learn how to do this. And I think in, in our culture...
0: Because we're such fighters these days. We
1: have learned how to fight yes. really well. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we bang on the, the kitchen table on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we say, we say things like, well, this is a slippery slope. If we allow this, we got it. So I got to fight against this. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. Right. We don't need to fight against everything. Mm-hmm. There are certain times God is absolutely calling our number and calling us to come in. And to say something. And then there are times when he's saying, I'm not calling you into this. Why do you think you're involved? Mm-hmm. So arrogance is what pushes us in. Mm-hmm. And we've also over applied and wrongly applied, um, you know, passages of certain passages of scripture mm-hmm. where, uh, for instance, and, and we're going to talk about this. Right, um, uh, so first uh, Peter three mm-hmm. Even if we should suffer for righteousness, you're blessed. Do not fear them or be intimidated, but in your heart, regard Christ, the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason, for a hope that is in you. And we say, well, yeah, that's, I gotta, I gotta be ready to, to give the defense. Yeah. But the rest of the passages with gentleness and reverence, mm-hmm. keeping a clear conscience,
0: well, and I, as I, you know, as I was looking at your sermon, I even circled the word defense because I think often we're on the office. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, not even so. Yeah. Um, okay. So people are listening to and we're not really talking dreams, kind of we're talking dreams, but I know part of being a pastor and what you do, I get to learn these big words in my class. So mm-hmm. you do the hermeneutics of going through and studying God's word. Right. And then you do the homiletics of saying, Okay. This is how, this we teach is it. how yeah. How, and what does this mean for for you today? Yeah. And so you as the pastor know we need to hear the Kenny Rogers song at the yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. How do I know that, Steve? How do I know when I need to fold them, when mm. I need to walk away? How do I, how do I do that?
1: Yeah. This is what brings us full circle back to dreams. Okay. And I think this is what behind, is what behind is, let me try that again. <laughs> this is what is behind our desire for Interpreting the dream. Uh, For the dream. Mm-hmm. We want the shortcut. Like the, a magic formula. God, just tell me. Mm-hmm. Just tell me. We want that. We don't want to do the hard work. I don't, I don't want to put in hours on my knees. Mm-hmm. I don't want to search the scriptures. I don't want to go to my friend and with humility, say, I'm not, I just don't know what I should do in this circumstance. What do you think I should do? Would you pray with me about this? I don't want to take weeks. I want God to show up in a dream at the end of my bed and say, Steve, go do this. Okay, That's what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty convinced that's why God doesn't do it very often. Okay, I think he wants us engaged with him. He wants us in prayer. Mm-hmm. He wants us in his word. He wants us in community with each other. Mm-hmm. He wants us to think about it and struggle through it. And to and, wrestle it through. And, and, and uh, we'll give a, I'll use an illustration this week uh, weekend okay. that hopefully will stick with us and and help us learn how uh, quickly we want to move right to the answer instead of dealing with um, coming up with what what God is really telling us. Okay. So that's the that's the key to this thing is the the struggle through. Okay. Um, and I I think we actually see it in the life of Joseph a little bit if we read this carefully. What we see is that. Joseph comes to a conclusion. He says, I, I don't think we're supposed to go right back and move back into Bethlehem or move back to you know, where we're, we're from. I just don't, I, this doesn't sound like, it doesn't feel right. There, mm-hmm. This Herod guy, his son is now in power. And yeah, there's something going on. There's some discernment in him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I don't know what we should do. That's when the angel shows up. Mm-hmm. In, in the dream right, and says, here's what, here's where I want you to go, mm-hmm. but your instincts are right. And so there's a discernment. We've got to grow in wisdom. And, uh, part of that is, is learning how to discern things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what this is about. It's about right. the the discernment. Okay. Which yeah. is good.
0: Yeah, I, and the fun thing about slowing down and looking at these stories that for those of us who have known the Lord for a while, um, it's easy just in the commonality of it all to, to miss things. And so when you had shared that about Joseph and discernment and I have missed that over the years, just knew God told him where to go. Didn't, didn't even factor um, his walk with God, his discernment, his intellect as part of the, as part of the equation.
1: Well, we, God has given us a great gift in each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I would be, if I were a new parent, I w- and I had access to you, I would be foolish mm-hmm. not to come to you or Andy and say, can I just talk to you guys? I mean, you've done this so many times. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you tell me? And and kids and grandkids, like, could you just help me think about some, through some things? What, uh, that would be foolish. Mm-hmm. And I I think we don't do this with each other. Mm-hmm. We God has put, allowed people to experience and go through things and, you know, God put Joseph into Jesus' life for a reason right. and chose not to um, call down fire from heaven to mm-hmm. defend Jesus as an infant, as a helpless baby, not to. He he gave him really good, smart, discerning parents mm-hmm. to outwit. Yeah. And um, I don't think that's any less of a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, let's remember that.
0: Yeah. I I know Mary seems to get all of the accolades this time of the year. And sure. so the, the fact that we have taken two weeks to kind of look at Joseph and his part of this beautiful story, I have a new appreciation for him. I mm-hmm. think I I think I kind of gave him a, a sub role in, in the story, but God used him in a mighty way.
1: Yeah. So I wish cool. we knew more about him. Um, But there's a reason why we don't. So we have to take that as the Lord's wisdom.
0: So we will end next week, Christmas Eve. Yeah. At the big...
1: The big angelic appearance. Yes, with the Choir of Angels. So... it will um, be super fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Thank you. I'm I'm not even sure how long we've gone today, but it's been a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a great week.